The passage of SECURE Act 2.0 made some significant changes to retirement savings in America. On today's show, what changed and how it will affect you. Welcome in to Your Retirement with Sam Jones. Welcome to Your Retirement. I'm Chuck Caton and in studio for Dual Financial Strategies once again with her over uh, 22 years of experience uh, helping you to and through retirement are Sam Duell, Andy Schooler, Luke Van Abel. As usual, a full studio here. And uh, things are complicated, I think, Sam, because uh, there have been more than 90 provisions in that SECURE Act 2.0 that impacts nearly every facet of retirement planning, from IRAs to RMDs, those uh, required minimum distributions, changes abound in all of them so we're going to explore all of them and see what's happening this year especially with the Roth contributions that can be made what uh, changes uh, do we have with uh, that uh, Secure Act 2.0 that we can remind our listeners of well Roth contributions which are an after-tax contribution can be made to SEP and simple IRAs which are retirement plans for small businesses so only employers make contributions with SEPs while with simple IRAs, both employees and employers make contributions. Until now, contributions to SEP and simple IRAs had to be pre-tax. All right. What about, uh, Andy, uh, employer matching contributions to a Roth account? Any changes there? So as far as um, an employer option can be made to a Roth, previously that had to be made on a pre-tax basis. The employee, however, pays the income tax on this amount. So... It's nuances. There's always nuances. <laughs> I guess so. So, all right, Luke, let's talk a little bit about uh, the additional exceptions that now exist. Uh, nobody likes to pay penalties, but uh, there was uh, a uh, early distribution penalty. Uh, if you took out money before a certain age, uh, 10%, but uh, Secure Act 2.0 did what to uh, modify that? Yeah, so prior to 59 and a half, if you take a distribution, there's still a penalty, but now there's some additional exemptions, if you will. Um, these include a terminal illness, um, net income attributable to uh, excess contributions. So if you make too much, um, there's some implications there. And then also distributions in the event of a qualifying disaster. So if there's a disaster, you can pull up to $22,000 out of the IRA without any penalty. Now, when we talk about disaster, do you know how that's delineated? What does that mean? If a tornado hits your house or a car accident? or It might have to be like a federally yeah. regulated mm-hmm. disaster. It's so they've got to come out and say that. Oh, this is a disaster area. Gotcha. Okay. You mean like my house or my yard? <laughs> yeah. Sure. All right. Like <laughs> Sam, yeah. uh, all right. One time only $50,000 qualified charitable distribution. Have you got that 50 grand around? How does that change your uh, effects of, of, of charity, uh, the, for example? When it says it's a qualified charitable distribution, it means that uh, it's going to benefit you. But it's also a very narrow scope on where that has to go to as far as the instrument is concerned. That uh, $50,000 qualified charitable distribution has to be made to a charitable gift annuity, a charitable remainder unit trust, or a charitable remainder annuity trust. Those are the only three things that are allowed. But previously, no benefits were permitted when making a qualified charitable distribution. So this is new. All right. Uh, We have talked to Andy quite frequently. Uh, For those listeners that listen closely, they know about uh, the times to uh, get your RMDs in order. It used to be 70 and a half, but the the Secure Act 2.0 changed the age for taking those mandated uh, annual withdrawals, right? 
Correct. So it went from 70 and a half, which was confusing enough in of itself. And then they willy nilly and went 72. And then a short time later, they went to 73. So at this moment in time, it is 73. Um, under previous rules made, the contributions, you know, you had to make them during the year or prior to the following year's April 15th or tax day. And then you would have to take two distributions. At this point in time, I think they're still looking at raising the RMD probably by 2033. God only knows why they chose that year specifically from 73 to 75. So who knows? They could change their mind at a, you know. But if you are taking a required minimum distribution already because you're yeah. age qualified, it you don't you don't get a do over. It's like right. no. you're taking yeah. them now. You got to keep your grandfather did. Yeah, you have to keep taking them. You got to keep going. Absolutely. All right. We seem to uh, land on Luke here where we talk about penalties like we did a couple of minutes ago. But uh, let's talk about the uh, aberration here or the changes, uh, the adaptation of the penalty for missed RMDs under the Secure 2.0 Act. Yeah, so they reduced the penalty from 50% prior to Secure Act 2.0 to now 25%. And that can even be further reduced down to 10% if um, you, quote, complete the transaction in a timely manner. So the window they're kind of looking for there for the correction is within two years from the end of the year in which the RMD or your required minimum distribution should have been taken. And in addition to this, you can request a waiver of any penalty at all from the Internal Revenue Service by taking the required distribution now and filing form 5329. Um, so that that's something that should be considered and the penalty has gone down for required distributions. All right. Statute of limitations. There always seems to be uh, one, uh, Sam. Uh, that's now created. Uh, there wasn't one before this, uh, the Secure Act? No, there was no statute of limitations uh, on how long the IRS could come back at you oh. uh, if you had missed a required minimum distribution. So what they've done now is the, the time frame in which the IRS can impose a penalty is now three years for a missed required minimum distribution. And six years from the tax filing deadline of the year in which an excess contribution was made. There has been none before. So if you miss an RMD, if they don't penalize you for it in the three years following that, you're you're good to go. And six years if you over-contribute to a plan. All right. So there's a lot of uh, paperwork, bookwork. But uh, I guess the question for our listeners is, uh, we look ahead. What's in store for 2024 uh, is the question. And it looks like the $1,000 catch-up contribution to IRAs and 401ks for those uh, age 50 or older will now be indexed for inflation. Uh, we'll get a little explanation of that here in a second or so. Actually, uh, qualified charitable distributions will also be indexed for inflation. So, Sam, very quickly, before we go to uh, anything else, what's that mean uh, to the average? Uh, how are they going to calculate that, for example, to the average retiree? Um, they're really, it's unclear on yeah. what they're going to do. The, okay. you know, the, the parameters are in there, but we don't have any real clear guidance on that. Okay. All right. Uh, what about a 529 plan, Andy? Now the beneficiaries of that education savings account, uh, how does that change under the secure act 2.0? So now they can roll over up to 35000 of leftover funds to a Roth IRA in the name of a 529 beneficiary. Mm. So these rollovers are subject to Roth 
IRA annual contribution limits in the 529 must have been in place for at least 15 years. They just like to make everything far more complicated. <laughs> no, this is a, an entanglement. It's incredible. And, uh, you know, when you call 866-203-7486 to get uh, that no-cost, no-obligation sit-down with Sam and your Luke at Dual Financial Strategies, they will untangle all of this, I promise you. <laughs> like this one, Luke, the 401 uh, Roth contribution will no longer be subject to RMDs. I didn't know what it was in the first place. Yeah, so they're trying to get the basically the Roth 401k in line with what the, the rules have been with the Roth IRA, mm-hmm. um, excluding them from needing to take a required distribution. Of course, anything with Roth in the name isn't taxable anyway, so why they would care about a required distribution is, is sort of beyond us. All right, so some of them our too. listeners, yeah, well, uh, they have, Sam, employer matching contributions of one variety or another if they've got a 401k plan at work. So uh, what uh, can be done with those contributions from uh, an employer uh, under the new act? Yeah, there's now a provision where an employer can make a matching contribution uh, on a student loan payment. That's not going to apply to the vast majority of you listening to us, but right. uh, just like they make a contribution on a 401k, they can also do it on a student loan payment at this point. Well, we talk about penalties. This time it's going to be Andy that talks about some further exceptions to the 10% early distribution penalty. You might uh, outline what the penalty was as opposed to what it will be under Secure Act 2.0 with some of these changes in 2024. Well, so expenses stemming from a financial emergency up to $1,000 a year and and payments for victims of domestic abuse up to $10,000 indexed for inflation. So again, they constantly keep kind of muddling with stuff and tweaking and changing it. And I mean, it is what it is at this moment in time, but to be determined when they'll change it again. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, Domestic abuse, does that mean if my wife yells at me, I will be uh, qualified? Uh, I don't know, maybe verbally, who knows? Who knows? So what needs to be fixed, uh, Luke, because there is a little loophole. How about those of you, ladies and gentlemen, who were born in 1959? Why is this significant? It seems like here's another entanglement that we need to discuss. Yeah, right now, if you were born in 1959, there's two required a minimum distribution ages in 2033. So the error here in the states um, is saying that the required distribution of 73 or 75 years old in 2023. So there's not a lot of clarity there on when you're supposed to take the required distribution. Hopefully this will be fixed momentarily. We'll see what Congress does about this. It's a pressing issue here. But one thing that is pressing, ladies and gentlemen, is what uh, Sam Dool, Andy Schooler, Luke Van Abel can do for you at Dual Financial Strategies. Right, Sam? Yeah. It's basically, we call it a uh, retirement lifestyle review. And Chuck, it's just an opportunity for our listeners to come in, sit down and get to know us better. You come into our Appleton office, into our Green Bay office. Um, if you've listened to this show for any period of time, perhaps you've saw us on television, maybe you've saw us do an in-person presentation. Um, Our meetings with you are just as laid back as those presentations and this radio show and our television shows are. Um, It's not a -a sale-a-thon, it's not a brochure-a-thon where you're just going to get mobbed with uh, brochures for variable annuities and and mutual funds like you've been used to with many brokers. Uh, It's a true opportunity for you to come in and talk about what you're trying to achieve and where you're trying to get to and have someone that will listen to you on your terms. So, Chuck, give them the information for how they can get a hold of us. Absolutely, Sam, and it is 866-203-7486. 
866-203-7486. That's the toll-free number that you can reach, uh, Dual Financial Strategies, because it is all about your retirement, and then you can get that no-cost, no-obligation retirement lifestyle review by sitting down with Sam, Andy, or Luke, uh, either Green Bay office or the Appleton office. And uh, if you're listening to us anywhere in the Fox Valley right now, you should be giving them a call. If you're uh, heading to retirement, if you're in that retirement red zone, five to seven years before you want to hang them up at work, uh, why uh, take advantage of over two decades of experience uh, by Sam, Andy, and Luke at Dual Financial Strategies about your retirement, because that's what it's all about. It's 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. And don't procrastinate, because that's what we're going to talk about next, right? Absolutely. And it's not uncommon for folks to put off retirement planning with a professional financial advisor due to preconceived notions or blanket assumptions about the process. Today, we're dispelling some of the myths, the excuses, or justifications to delay or avoid seeking out professional advice about your financial situation and future. Back here on Your Retirement, I'm Chuck Caton, along with uh, Sam Duell, Andy Schooler, Luke Van Abel of Duell Financial Strategies. And again, this is Your Retirement. That's the program, and 866-203-7486 is the number to reach them for that uh, uh, no-cost, no-obligation retirement lifestyle review. Now, it's no secret that preparing for retirement can be a little bit of a challenge in and of itself. Uh, from the stress that probably some of you feel uh, coming up with the topic and talking about finances uh, to the insecurities that come in discussing your financial faux pas uh, in a group setting. Now, maybe you think you've made some mistakes and you think you're alone in doing it and you don't want to talk about it, but there really is no shortage of assumptions, opinions, and misunderstandings that prevent some of you folks from speaking with a professional retirement coach. But we're here to assuage some of your fears and some of the justifications that you may have in your own mind or fears uh, about it. So, Sam, uh, you probably have heard this more than once. Uh, it's going to all work out uh, eventually. So why do I need to see a professional? Well, it's going to work out, but it may or may not work out the way that you had thought it was going to work out. Because True. the reality is, if you don't prioritize your finances, uh, your finances and your financial future, your retirement account isn't going to just magically do its part because it doesn't know what its part is. So you do have to guide that. The solution to it is understanding why someone would be so staunchly resisting the assistance of a professional, which would be tantamount to your success and your potential future successes associated with the individuals. All right, Andy, here's another justification you may have run into. I've got a 401k through work, and that's a retirement plan, and uh, that in and of itself is all I need. Um, fortunately, we don't run into that too much. I mean, obviously, a 401k is not a plan for retirement. It's a vehicle. I mean, it's an investment vehicle. So we would say a 401k is simply a portion of your retirement plan. And most of you have it. Most of you have some sort of 401k, IRA, 403b, 457. It's going to convert to an IRA. And from that standpoint, it is a portion of your retirement plan. But, but a retirement plan is going to consist of many, many things, not only taking into account your financials, but also taking into account health insurance, long-term care, Medicare. I mean, there's so many parts and pieces to taxes. I, I mean, the list can go on and on and on as far as what does a retirement plan include. 
So from a standpoint of a 401k is a portion of your plan. Absolutely. So how frequently do you run into that? You say it doesn't happen very often where people misunderstand a, a 401k for a comprehensive plan. Yeah, I don't, I can't say that I can Maybe think of, one in 10. Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not particularly. Not often. many. All right, Luke, the justification is this, and this one is a wild one, because if people believe this, I've got a bridge to sell them. I've got my Social Security benefits, and that's more than enough to live on in retirement. Yeah, the reality with that is that Social Security was intended to supplement your retirement nest egg. The benefits are not enough to live off for most people in retirement. And keep in mind that the average life expectancy when Social Security started was around 60 years old for a male and 64 for a female. So you didn't even reach 62 years old when you'd be eligible based on that. So what are some solutions? What things can you consider? Um, Preparing with a financial planning coach can help not only maximize the amount of benefit that you receive from Social Security, but also help walk you through the process of exactly how much of your benefit um, could be depending on your different retirement estimated dates. Yeah, you know, I just read or heard a story about a lady who uh, got, she was born in the uh, 20s and uh, lived till she was about 95 years old and only she only put like $24 uh, a year in, a year in her Social Security and ended up collecting over $22,000 when it was done. So it was kind of one of those things where she outlived that 60 that you were talking about and it really threw everything off and it is, it's now making, there are a lot of examples Examples where people are getting more than they've put in, and it's uh, kind of uh, drying up the system here. So how significant a difference can this piece of the retirement planning puzzle make when it's all said and done? Well, you just want to keep in mind that Social Security is just part of your income. Mm -hmm. Your 401k is just part of your income. And the other factors to figure in um, is how much of your Social Security are you really going to keep? So after Medicare, after Social Security is taxed, um, your payment might not be as high as you think. So it's absolutely critical um, to understand this area and get a second opinion on it. Absolutely. Very good point there. All right, Sam, here's the justification. I'm not going to be spending as my, and I've heard this a lot from people, I won't be spending as much in retirement as I do now, so uh, I'll be able to live off of what I've saved so far. Yeah, the reality of that, Chuck, is that it is simply not the case. First of all, people are living longer than they ever have. Uh, they're more vital in retirement than they've ever been, so they're more active, which means spending more money. Um, and if you assume that you'll be spending significantly less money when you're retired, you're, you're really leaving a lot up to chance. Uh, and I think that we would probably have a consensus uh, uh, at the table here in the studio between the three of us that we're all still waiting for that first person to come in who's going to live on significantly less than they did when they were working in retirement. It just, it doesn't happen. You don't get used to a, you don't get used to a $75,000 a year lifestyle. And then all of a sudden you go and live a $35,000 a year lifestyle. That's just, it just doesn't happen. So um, make sure you're living in a world of reality uh, and not in a world of, um, I think it might be like that. Yeah, you're absolutely right because there's a lot of little things that people don't think about. If they still own a home, their property taxes never go down. They always go up. Uh, you know, and their cost of uh, just uh, upkeep and uh, uh, buying a new car, for example. I mean, there's all kinds of things that people don't uh, think about on the surface uh, when they are retired and they need uh, to uh, continue on with some of those expenses and even more so wanting to take trips everything costs something Andy here's the uh, justification here some people will say there's too much uncertainty 
to properly plan for retirement. Is that an excuse because they see volatility in the market and uh, uncertainty uh, economically and, and, and with our country in general? Oh, I think that definitely makes it a little more challenging for people to think that there is options that are out there. I mean, the reality, um, Stanford Center for Longevity published this recent survey where 74% of respondents indicated this very rationale and it impacted their outlook for retirement planning. I'm, I'm going to go against that and say there are options and there are things that you can do to help with the uncertainty and to make sure that you have income streams that you can't outlive, make sure that you've got more more money than you have expenses, because obviously that's the case. We don't want you going in the red every month. Um, but from a standpoint of, yes, I can understand where you're coming from, but I don't necessarily agree that that's a reason not to do anything about it. Absolutely. So Luke, here's the justification. I've got unique circumstances. I don't want to be forced into a one-size-fits-all plan. Right. The reality of the study that um, Andy just talked about from Stanford Center for Longevity said that 81% of folks echo this sentiment that you just talked about. They don't want the one size fits all. And at the end of the day, as a as a true fiduciary, um, that's not really working for clients. That's not doing what's in clients' best interest if we're just providing one, one stop, one solution for everybody. So the thing to focus here on is a comprehensive custom plan and we create these for families it's basically as unique as you are i mean if we look down at our our own fingerprints it's like that um, of the number of plans that we have assembled over the years no two plans are just alike when you factor in age your risk tolerance your goals the time horizon um, your longevity um, this becomes very specific to you as an individual or a, a family unit absolutely so we're talking to sam andy and luke about uh, some of these rationales some of these uh, justifications you may have out there that uh, uh, we're going to uh, debunk and the final one is i don't want to be sold a product i think a lot of people are under the misconception that all you people are, are salespeople. It's a valid point because there are an awful lot of people in this industry that are, in fact, Chuck, nothing more than salespeople. Yeah. They're not planners. There are many people in our area, especially like the free chicken dinner crowd, that they're not offering financial advice. They don't even use the title, the name in their title because they're not and they know they can't. Uh, they are, in fact, just selling products. Uh, so the reality, though, is that you do not have to work with salesmen. You don't have to work with people that are just pushing a product. You don't have to work with the big box brokerage firms. You can work with an independent, but you need to ferret out and understand who are they? What are they? What do they represent? Are they a fiduciary? Are they representing you? Are they representing a company? And I'll tell you the number one thing, Chuck, that would should send your, uh, you know, your warning lights flashing and, and the alarm bells screaming for you to get out of there is if someone is what we would call a one trick pony meaning they only have one solution. Uh, and where we see this a lot is in the annuity world, where every solution that, you know, every problem that you have, every challenge that you have, the solution to it is an annuity. Uh, and there are a lot of those in our areas. If you're not working with an advisor that gives you a complete, comprehensive, total overview that includes all asset classes that can represent the area stock market areas the equity areas the bond areas and yes the insurance areas the annuity areas but if they are not a fiduciary and cannot act across that entire spectrum then yes the odds are you're going to get sold a product absolutely and that's not going to happen to you at dual financial strategies at 866-203-7486 so uh, give them a call right now they'll uh, construct a retirement lifestyle review for you at no cost no 
no obligation. Uh, you sit down and talk to them and, and because it's all about your retirement and it's uh, not a cookie cutter thing. Uh, it's not a one size fits all uh, proposition when you're ready to retire. 866-203-7486. And again, as Sam says, uh, the fiduciary standards are strict. That means that you come first before anything else. Dual financial strategies at your service at 866-203-7486. Well, I hate to say it once again and hate to remind everybody that you have a partner in your retirement called Uncle Sam and also Aunt Wisconsin. And we're going to talk about that next. And so how to minimize their pay, I guess, Sam, is the best way to put it. Indeed, we are. And if you're worried about higher taxes as you ease into retirement, stick around. When we come back, we've got some strategies that could help reduce taxes for you in retirement. Your retirement continues. I'm Chuck Caton, along with Sam Duell, Andy Schooler, Luke Van Abel of Duell Financial Strategies, where they uh, uh, specialize in giving you uh, the retirement lifestyle review. Uh, when you uh, give them a call at 866-203-7486. And again, it's at no cost, no obligation, because now's the time really to figure out how to create a tax-efficient retirement where you can maximize deductions and your credits while minimizing your taxes. And so uh, Sam, Andy, and Luke have uh, four strategies here to help you position yourself for tax efficiency when you are ready to retire. All right, let's talk about uh, something that people may not be aware of. They may be working. They have a 401k plan, Sam, um, but uh, they'll say, what is a partial in-service rollover and why is that uh, uh, possibly advantageous? Uh, this is probably, I believe, one of the least known areas in retirement planning. And it's certainly one of the least known areas uh, with people that are still working. They believe that they're in the 401k, that they have to be in the 401k right up to the point that they exit the company. <clears throat> and for more than 70% of the 401k plans that are out there, that's not true. More than 70% of them and the vast majority of the ones in our area uh, that I'm aware of and have worked with allow for what's called a non-hardship in-service distribution. And what that means, the, the, that long technical name, it simply means that through this type of rollover, you can move some, sometimes even all of your retirement funds out of your 401k and into an individual IRA account. At that point, you now have a multitude of funds to choose from before you retire. And while you're working for your current employer, you continue to make your contributions to your 401k. There's two central advantages to doing an in-service distribution like that. First of all, you're diversifying your traditional stock and bond investments well beyond what's allowed in most company-sponsored retirement plans. It's no secret that most company-sponsored retirement plans do not have a lot of choices. Some of them have very few. Some of them have a handful. But most of them don't have a broad, deep, diversified pool of investment choices. So you can seek out choices that are more applicable to you, choices that are more in line with your risk tolerances, or choices that are more in line uh, for your tax advantaged options. The second uh, central advantage would be you could add in non-traditional retirement savings options, uh, permanent life insurance, fixed indexed annuities, things of that nature. These are all tools that can well be used for retirement and used for retirement income sources, but very few advisors and not many consumers uh, have ever had a discussion about them. Keep right. in mind that this in-service distribution, Chuck, 
59 and a half. So that's the rule. You have to be at least 59 and a half. The rules for the rollovers can be complicated. So make sure that you're working with a qualified professional before you start doing that. Absolutely. And that qualified professional in this case is 866-203-7486. It's called Dual Financial Strategies. And uh, they will uh, uh, have your best interest in mind when it comes to retirement planning so they can sort all of this out. Just like this one, Angie, where you uh, should have people consider Roth IRA conversions. So they may have an IRA, but you want to, um, this segment's about minimizing taxes. So how so if you do a conversion? Well, this gets a little bit tricky because obviously if you're pulling money out of a qualified plan, an IRA or a 401k to roll it over to a Roth, taxes have to be paid on that money. Mm -hmm. They're not going to let you get away with not paying taxes. So the challenge is, is that we hear this from people all the time. Oh, I'll just take the taxes out of that distribution. Well, in order to net some sum, you have to take more to pay the taxes that are due. So it really should be done with a calculator. We have to look at your tax brackets. We have to look at a, a number of different points before we say, yes, and I uh, conversion makes sense for you. Because so often what people do is, oh, I'll just pull $25,000 out. But then you have to pay the taxes on that up front and you'll end up with far less money. And so what does it take time-wise, what does it take as far as growth in the market to get you back up to where you were before you're even making money? So I don't know, but it may or may not be a good fit for you. We just have to look at all of those different points and make sure. You have to have a nice uh, CPA, you know, uh, and uh, try to figure out maybe you, you, you in the situation you're talking about, you may have to uh, add quarterly payments to your taxes to stay up so you don't have that big tax bite, uh, even though, uh, right, Andy, I mean, taxes are on sale right now, at least until 2025. Well, certainly as far as history is concerned, yes. Um, so it may or may not make sense. And that's why I say mm -hmm. do it very cautionary where you're not just willy nilly trying to, you know, take money out. Absolutely. So we're talking about taxes, how to minimize them here uh, on your retirement. So Luke, uh, what about considering life insurance? How is that uh, tax efficient? Well, most people are not aware of the many uses of life insurance. I think uh, most people, when they think of life insurance, you might think of term, you might think of whole life, and basically not such good things have to happen to you in order for that money to be paid out, right? You've got to die in order for the benefits to be paid out, then of course that would be tax-free. Now, there are a variety of different permanent life insurance policies that are out there, so there's things like variable, um, universal, whole life, and also hybrid policies. Now, each of these different varieties comes with different pros, different cons, different ways that those funds grow. But ultimately, at the end of the day, um, you can tap your life insurance and take loans essentially from yourself, uh, which then would be tax-free income. So many people will use the leverage of life insurance to kind of be like a Roth alternative, especially for those that maybe have higher income. Maybe you've already maxed out the other retirement vehicles that exist. Life insurance can be a great way to do that. I did mention um, hybrid policies, especially in the case um, where healthcare emergencies can arise in retirement. Hybrid plans can be in a special standout because the money that they make um, is available to you and can be also used not only for income, but it can also be used for like long-term care expenses, um, 
while you're still living. And then if you do pass away, of course, it is still life insurance and a death benefit would be paid out based on the benefits that are left within the plan. All right. Uh, so I'm going to ask a question on behalf of some of our listeners who may be a bit confused because they don't know about that borrowing aspect. You do have to pay that money back at some point, do you not, uh, if you do borrow from a life insurance policy? Not well, necessarily. not necessarily. Ah, I mean, okay. That's what I want to know. Yeah, I mean, borrow implies payback, but the other thing, the other provision inside of those would be that they can reduce down your death benefit by the amount that you've taken out, essentially washing and satisfying the debt then. Aha, uh-huh. so there you go. All right, and Sam, uh, another way to uh, uh, minimize taxes, uh, we've said it before, and that's uh, the one-trick pony thing you were talking about that some people sell, and that is fixed index annuities, which should be part of a comprehensive plan, right? Part of a comprehensive plan being the key word there, Chuck. And yes, it's um, unfortunately in our industry, there have been so many uh, just salespeople disguised as financial advisors that only do fixed index annuities. These have been around for about 35 years and they are, they're a wonderful, you know, they're a wonderful tool. Uh, Andy and I own them personally for the uh, portion of our portfolio that we want to have insulated and isolated from excess market volatility, because basically the way they work is that they're long-term investments or long-term savings vehicles are not even technically uh, uh, considered an investment, um, but they're long-term. They're designed to give you retirement income if you want that, uh, so they could act like a pension if you wanted them to. Or in most cases, what folks do is they purchase these as a volatility buffer, maybe even as a bit of a, 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 a bond substitute in a portfolio, because what people like about these is they allow you to participate in the growth of stock market indexes while insulating and isolating you from the bad years. So in other words, in years when the markets are positive, you're going to receive some of that return. It all depends upon what type of either caps you have or participation rates you have. I mean, there's cases where they will credit you 100% of the return. But the appeal of these is that when the markets are bad, you will not be credited with a loss. So you get to take advantage of parts of the market when it goes up, but you do not have to participate in the losses. They also offer some long-term care riders or chronic illness riders that can kick in should you become incapable of performing any of the five activities of daily living. So things like eating, walking, going to the bathroom without assistance, this benefit could help you pay for long-term care, which can also be a retirement budget buster. Absolutely. So to avoid uh, retirement tax work, A lot of people don't think that their taxes are going to be higher after they've stopped working and earning money. But uh, what you put aside now in retirement accounts creates higher taxes in retirement. Uh, So it belies that notion that you're going to be less taxed, especially uh, if the distributions push you into a higher tax bracket. And uh, right now we're looking at 12s and 22s and then beyond. And you want to minimize that, Sam. So uh, quickly, what can you do for the listeners uh, with regard to this and other things? Well, the biggest thing that we do uh, when you come in to see us is listen, folks. Uh, we talk about this all the time. Um, we don't. We understand that uh, you're tired of going in and talking to a quote-unquote financial advisor um, and having them talk at you or talk down to you or uh, even worse, we're, we're hearing more and more stories these days of uh, your financial advisor is going you know, completely woke. They've gone completely off the deep end with wokeism uh, and you really are tired of that environment that you find 
find yourself in. Um, so uh, we are not that. Uh, we are basically the anti-woke firm. We are the firm that is uh, very fiscally conservative. We're uh, very conservative by nature. Uh, and we get a lot of comments from many of you that come in, especially professionals, uh, professionals, uh, white collar, high income earners, um, that you don't feel like in your current environment, maybe your workplace or the, the environment you're in, that you can talk openly about the way that you really feel uh, about the way society is today. Um, that can be part of a retirement lifestyle review too, because your lifestyle dictates how you're going to live in retirement. So you come in and you talk to us uh, in the comfort and safety of our offices about anything that you would like to, and we'll figure out if we're a fit for you and if we can bring some value to your life or at least get you pointed in the right direction. And the way you can do that is uh, very easy. Just call this toll-free number, 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486, and you'll get that retirement lifestyle review. Again, no cost, no obligation. Sit down with Sam, Andy, or Luke, and uh, get that retirement lifestyle review because it is unique to everyone, because it is your retirement, and it is unique and especially constructed for you. So once again, it's 866-203-7486. 866-203-7486. All right, we've come to the final uh, leg of the program, and I know that's one of your favorites, Sam. Yeah, question and answer time. Uh, you know, the, the listeners have always got questions, and uh, we, we believe we got some answers for you today. So come on back, and we'll tackle several topics. This is your retirement and our final question and answer segment here. I'm Chuck Caton for Dual Financial Strategies. And uh, we have Sam Dual, Andy Schooler, Luke Van Abel in studio ready to answer some questions here. And uh, obviously, it's all about your retirement. And that phone number, once again, is 866-203-7486. And did I mention that uh, the second printing of Purpose Determines Placement, that's the book that Sam has uh, written can be yours uh, complimentary uh, when you get that retirement lifestyle review and you call that number 866-203-7486 can't wait to get into the third printing as well right <laughs> uh, that should be coming in uh 2024 we certainly have to update that every time that the the, the tax situation changes and that seems to be a fairly regular occurrence yeah. with uh, IRAs and with people in their uh, in their retirement years today. Yeah, we may have a Secure Act 3.0 pretty soon. You never yeah, know. Or 13. <laughs> yeah. All right, I've got an algebra question for you now, All Sam right. from Gerald in Green Bay. Uh, let's see if we can follow this here because it's a little complicated. Let's say I have a portfolio of X, Y, and Z stocks. Uh, write this down now. Stock X has gained about 230%, while stocks Y and Z have gained 50% each. So uh, why should I, if, if applicable, should I sell a portion of stock X and then buy more of Y and Z while stock X is making all the returns? So I, um, the way I look at it is it's like firing your best salesman and hiring a mediocre one who's not helping your business thrive, if that's such an analogy. 
Yeah, well, I mean, you could look at it like that. There's nothing wrong with looking at it that way. Uh, what I would say in a scenario like that is you don't have to do anything. They're your stocks. So you can do whatever you want to. Uh, but your take on it, your you know, your vision that while well, you just be firing your best salesperson to hire a couple of mediocre ones uh, would be inferring that you also are capable of predicting the future and yeah. that you have some sort of, uh, you know, some sort of uh, clairvoyance that allows you to know what's going to happen in the future. Um, because the reality of it is, I mean, if we're just if we're just being totally honest with each other, Gerald, is that you had absolutely no idea when you bought those three socks, which one was going to perform. You had no idea that one of them was going to go up 230 percent the other two were only going to go up 50. It's only after this has occurred that you now are making decisions. So you're making decisions based upon history. Um, but any stock, any company, I don't care who they are, they are only one regulatory change away. They are only one recession away. They are only one boycott away from being absolutely trashed. So the reason why you do things like that is to remain in balance. That's what a good portfolio should be. It should be balanced because at this point, you would be betting the vast majority of your wagers on one horse and hoping it keeps running. Um, why don't you think about doing this? What if you sold your, um, your stock X back to its basis? In other words, just harvest the 230% gains that you have. And then divvy that out among the last two stocks. It doesn't mean you have to sell all of it. But one of the the, the largest errors that do-it-yourself investors make is never harvesting their gains. They think that that horse is going to run forever. And there's never been a stock on the face of this planet ever, nor will there ever be, that just goes on nothing but unsustained runs. So, Gerald, it's never a bad idea to harvest your gains, get back to your basis, or maybe... Harvest the gains out of all three of them, get back to your basis on them, protect those, and go try something else. Absolutely. So it's like going to the Vegas table and uh, taking your winnings and Take your uh, winnings. keep the uh, 100 bucks or 200 bucks that you put there uh, eventually or early and keep it on there until exactly. you lose that. But we certainly don't wish that upon anybody. All right. Let's go to Denmark now, and uh, Edward is there saying that I've got, uh, Andy, $75,000 sitting in a checking account at the bank, and uh, this is not part of my emergency fund. I want to stress that, so what can I do with this money uh, to put it to work for me? Thank you for answering. Hi, Edward. Um, great question. So we are running into more and more people that are holding cash that's sitting basically stagnant in their banking accounts. A um, couple of things just depending on your time frame and when you may need the money, I don't know. Um, and depending on how you have, um, contributed to your other plans that I assume you have, one should not assume, I guess. Um, but you could look at your bank and see what their CD rates are going. They're oftentimes the local banks have some pretty good offers that they'll do short-term CDs. Um, you could look at things like fixed annuities and they're offering pretty decent rates for like three-year terms. So, um, and I often find that the, the insurance companies are offering better rates than the banks are, but you just have to go out and kind of do shopping and, and see what you can find. Um, you know, some of the local banks will do a shorter duration with a decent interest rate, but they may not be as high of an interest rate. So I don't know what your timeline is. And that would certainly come into play as to what you're looking for. And I don't know that those tools are, you know, something that you are looking for. So we just have to sit down and sort of look at the options that you have and look at 
where you may need the money and at what point in time, I don't know what your age is. So barring all of those details, um, you know, that's a couple of options that you could look into that, that wouldn't have a great impact on you, but might give you some better interest. Wow. I, I don't know too many people that have $75,000 in a checking account. I know a lot of people have that at least in a savings account, but, uh, you know, wow, I wonder what uh, Edward does have in savings, and I hope he's maximizing that with some of those online banks or something. Anyway, uh, Martha's in Appleton here, Luke, and uh, she wants to know uh, with her business having a simple IRA for employees who desire to take part. Unfortunately, uh, she said uh, she's had an advisor go radio silent for the past eight months. Uh, the other advisors in the company have been little to no assistance in regards uh, to this uh, uh, situation and where uh, my advisor is. So I'm fairly old school and I want to do business in person. And the account has about $750,000 in it. So is it time to find a new advisor? Hi, Martha. Well, you're going to know the impact and the ripple effect better than anyone that this might be having. Uh, first, I want to start for our other listeners who may not be aware. Uh, what is a simple IRA? So a simple IRA is a savings incentive match plan for employees. So you can think of that simple plan as kind of a retirement account or a 401k, if you will, for small to medium sized businesses uh, that maybe don't um, have access or aren't offering a traditional 401k plan. Um, this is going to allow employees and employers to contribute money to the plan. So there's different ways that that can be set up. Employees can dump, you know, $15,500 in. There's some catch up provisions. Um, so these simple IRAs, they're an incredible um, employee benefit to you, of course, Martha, and retention tool, especially in today's day and age where it's harder and harder to keep qualified talent. So if an advisor is not even available to you and the other ones that are in the office aren't much help either, it may be time to explore alternative options. I'm sure given that you're asking this question, that's probably looming in the back of your mind. Um, and something else to consider is might be looking for somebody who's a little bit younger. Um, we know that the the advisor population is aging. And so someone younger might be willing to work a little bit harder for you. They also will likely be around um, to see your employees to and through retirement so that you ensure that you're keeping that talent um, close by so that your business can continue to function well. All right. Uh, final question, Sam, comes from Frank and DePere. Uh, he says, I'm a little uh, iffy about the SECURE Act 2.0 that we talked about earlier and the way it's impacting me and my spouse. Uh, I was born in September of 1957. My wife was born in October of 59. So how do we calculate our full retirement age? Uh, I just want to uh, plan accordingly, and I uh, appreciate you and the program. So that sticky uh, date or year is 1959. That's yeah. the year Rocket Richard scored 50 goals in his final NHL season. I was yeah. a seven-year-old kid watching that. I don't know where you were, but probably not born. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, not watching that. I was still two years. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Well, anyway, what do you um, say to Frank about that? Well, a couple of things, Frank. Uh, uh, first of all, the Secure Act 2.0, uh, it doesn't have anything to do with your full retirement age. So I'm not exactly what you're, what you're meaning there. Full retirement age would, uh, would indicate uh, drawing from Social Security. And 
the full retirement age drawing for Social Security is typically 67 years old. So I'm not sure um, if there's For them, it will be a little younger. So in 57, it'll be 66 in six months. Right. And then right. 59, 66 in 10 months. But to your point, Sam, those numbers haven't changed. Yeah, right? those that's, haven't changed. That's, that's been that. the same forever. The only thing that the SECURE Act uh, has changed is uh, like required minimum distributions. Now, there are some, there's some little... Um, nuances for people that were born in 1959 that have to be addressed in SECURE Act. We talked about that earlier in the program today. Um, but as far as your full retirement age is concerned, um, that you would get from your Social Security statement that you would get online at uh, ssa.gov front slash my account. Uh, that wouldn't come from any sort of directives in the SECURE Act. All right. Good answers. And I know, Sam, that you have uh, a uh, talk about what dual financial strategies can do for our listeners. And it's a good one. Yeah, I mean, we feel like, you know, we've had a great conversation today with everyone. Uh, we're running up against the clock now, so we've got to run. But we just like to let our listeners know that we always keep a few openings on our calendar every week for anyone who may have more questions about all of these topics we've been discussing. Um, and the thing is this, your retirement plan doesn't only have one focus. It's going to range from estate planning to risk management to health care to taxes and so much more than that. And we've been helping folks in our community for a long time. And we're proud to provide a free review process for listeners who connect with us. The review is going to be a simple conversation. It's going to be about you and it's going to be about what you want in retirement. From that point, we can talk about how to make your savings work for you to reach your financial goals. We can talk about your risk tolerance. We can create spending plans. We can create risk analysis on your portfolios for you. There's just a multitude of things that can be achieved. Um, our strategies are often used by folks who have saved significant amounts of money. Typically, we see people with more than $500,000. But if you're serious about retirement, we're not going to look at the amount that you have saved. Let's get together. Let's connect. Let's see if there's anything that you can do. And when you get into uh, the meeting with us, we also want to present you a copy of that book that we talk about, Purpose Determines Placement, so that you have the same question answering resource at your fingertips as everyone else. All right, and the number to reach uh, our fine folks at Dual Financial Strategies, Sam, Andy, and Luke, uh, is 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486 for that no-cost, no-obligation, complimentary uh, retirement lifestyle review. Well, it's been a wonderful show, Sam. What do you uh, want to tell the listeners in finality? Well, thanks for being here with us today, Chuck. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you. Hey, catch us on the weekends on the radio or on the TV or look for us in person near you. Investment advisory services offered through Dual Financial Strategies, LLC, a Wisconsin registered investment advisor. Dual Financial Strategies does not provide legal or tax advice. Investment advisor representatives of Dual Financial Strategies may only conduct business with residents of the states and jurisdictions in which they are properly registered. Insurance and annuity products are sold through Dual Financial Strategies. 